Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, sitting next to me as always is... What's up? Lee Michael Kimbrell. How you doing out there, nasty boys and girls across the whole world? They're not good. Yeah. They're not good. They're not good. We're not good. We've just tried to start this <sighs> podcast like five times in the last yeah. half hour. Yeah, it's not been great. Uh, I, I did get, I, I did get the camera up and running for 30 seconds Thir- at the most 30 seconds. And then I hit the applause button and then the screen went black and then it is never, it's like the, been the same. Yeah. It's like the, uh, camera is also a baseball fan and they were like, there's no reason to clap. <laughs> there's none. Who needs it at we're this sh- point? We're shutting it down, but we're live on the tweets, dog. We're live on it. Uh, I'm literally getting ready to tweet out that we're doing it. And, uh, yeah, just surprise. We didn't really plan. We were just like, well, it's time. So here we go. Yeah, man. Letting it rip. We sat here and watched uh, watched Tony Clark and the Players Association yeah. speak. That news just dropped. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're aware of it. But we're sure. recording this on Tuesday. at Yeah, 7, 10 p.m. 5 o'clock Today was the deadline to figure out whether games were going to get canceled or not. Yep. I just went into it, you know what, naive and hopeful and optimistic, even still. Yeah. Even after all the reality of life that has happened (laughs) to me. Yeah. Basically, since we've started this. Yeah. You know, the Reds sucked for a long time. Yep. And we were like, hey, we're turning a corner. You know, our 30s are going to be fun. The Reds will be good. And then COVID happened, and then last year happened, and now we're just not going to get a regular opening day again. I know, it's so due shitty. To greed. I can't believe it. I think that's why I was thought that there's no way they would cancel it, just because, I mean, how? How can you, how can you let the season be shortened after two straight shortened seasons? Pretty easily, actually. If so you, fucked up. If you don't uh, give a shit about your product or... Or the players that are making said product, it's really easy to just be like, you know what, fuck it. It's hard Let's to just believe. not run it. You know, and it's like I, I really do. I think of my buddy Trevor Gott. Yeah, I think of all these guys. I think of everyone. I don't even just think of the players. I think of the fans like us. First of all, I think of the people who own restaurants around the ballpark. Oh, yeah. I think of the people who have hotels around the ballpark. The guys whose retirement plan was to be an usher at the stadium. Yeah, just his fun pickup job. You know. Yeah, or God. or the, the, I, the guy who has to explain to his kids what the like what a competitive balance tax is. It's, yeah, it's a disaster. Like that, all of it. There's so many things. It's a disaster everywhere, but especially in the city of Cincinnati... When you contrast it to the football season we just had, yeah, and how electric the city was, and how much we were just kind, of, you know, yeah, I don't know, well, I can't, I can't believe it. I, I hope I, they get their act together, but there's really no reason to think that they will. No, and it, it, it's not even the can't believe. Like I can believe it. I think it's more of just the sheer disappointment. Yeah, it's just so. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's very it's, believable. <laughs> extremely believable. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very believable. It's just no. as believable as Athletic Greens, which is good. It is good. Good shit. Tons of people take a multivitamin. I am not one of them. (laughs) And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, aptogens to start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps you to support gut health, the nervous system, immune health, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. 
It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a different pill and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. AG1, baby. Athletic Greens. Hell Ripped yeah. It. First time read. Fucking killed it, baby. First time, long time. This isn't the first time you guys heard this on the last pod, but uh, ColorCast. 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 Y'all know about it. It's live, audio-only sports talk platform. Whoa. Pretty cool. It's free to download and use. You can talk to us, me and Bill, other fans, athletes themselves. Hop on the app. Uh, Insiders, you can talk to them all in real time. Yep. It's good for watch parties and debates and post-game breakdowns and post-game mental breakdowns and uh, (laughs) uh, breaking news, all that shit. Okay, so... So all you got to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS app store, okay? You create a profile. You link it up to that Tweety Tweet tweet that we're live on right now. Link it up to your Twitter. Join uh, the new Nasty Boys group, baby. That's just by following us, essentially. Follow us at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. We'll be going live on ColorCast. Eventually. Eventually. Come with your spiciest takes. Spicy! Scoville level. Hot. Very hot. Yeah, man. Uh, but it's, 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 we're it's, hot right it, now. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's so shitty. It's completely fucked. Uh, you know... Uh, um, it's, it's also scary considering how far they are in between. Right. Because you could break it down very well, but I mean, just what's that... Uh, was it like a pool of money to pay young players? Yeah, so basically it's a pool to play play to pay players who are pre-arp who are top 30 and more. So they would the the players are asking, they went from 85 to 75 million dollars in their last their last offer, right? 75 million for 30 players. You know, it's a decent chunk of change. It's more than the minimum they'd be making, yeah, right? It's two and a half million dollars no per biggie. team, more or less. More or less. And now they go down to the owners go to twenty million dollars. That's not even a million dollars per team. Yeah. So it's basically just like you did a great job. Here's a little bit over what you've already been paid as a bonus. Yeah, here's a $250,000 bonus. Right. While you look back and the Dodgers are getting paid $233 million a season to have their their shit on TV. Just to have them play on TV. You're like, dude, but I'm, I'm one of the best in the league. Tony Clark was quite eloquent. He was excellent. He killed that presser right there. You could tell he was hanging hog. He was hanging hog, man. All those dudes were hanging hog. I was impressed by how Scherzer spoke and how yeah. Miller spoke. But they spoke like, I don't know. I mean, Tony Clark was on that shit. There was not a single um or pause or anything. He yeah. was fucking fierce. He looked like a goddamn milk dud dipped in icing. <laughs> The craziest beard I've ever seen. Yeah. He looked like a, a, a host from the Hunger Games. <laughs> it was so wild. He, His beard is out of this fucking world. He looked like Santa came to deliver bad news. Yeah, no and shit. And that he was going to murder your family. Yeah, exactly. It was aggressive. Yes. And it needed to be, man. Like, he's, I mean, a lot of people look back and are like, man, he gave up so many concessions four years ago in the last CBA agreement to put us where we are now. So it's like he has to nail it this time. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no way around it. And what did I say? Andrew Miller, he just was like, you know what? Nah, this is for the younger players. Was very to it, but looked disheveled. Yeah. Shirt open, gold chain. Looked like he just got off of a, a bender in South Beach, yeah. which is great. Good yeah. for him, you know? He's probably dog-ass tired. He's exhausted. Yeah, they negotiated 18 hours yesterday. And the simple fact of it is... Tony Clark said it best. We started negotiating with them in April of last year. We sent over the stuff that we wanted. We sent over everything we needed, and yet the owners stood pat, which is a great negotiation tactic if you want nothing to happen. If you do not, like you said, do not care about the loss of games. None whatsoever. Because money will be made. Yeah. 
They'll be fine. They, you know what? Their TV deal, I don't know how much that changes with games not being played. I mean, is it just all bundled into the whole year? Like, I don't know. And it's just like the only good answer is for them to kind of meet in the middle, which is how you're supposed to negotiate. But the owners aren't coming close at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, how would you run a business like this? You know, like if you had to negotiate with someone for your salary like this, like, or what you do, would you even like, would you even bulk? Would you even take that offer? Yeah. Would you? Oh, me? Yeah. You, if you were like, someone was like, Hey man, I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year to do what you do. And then they go, how about 45? Yo, yeah. You say fuck off. Right. No, you say absolutely fuck off. Yeah. It's. It's a matter of respect, and it would be one thing if the profit numbers on the owner side hadn't been growing at a pretty insane clip. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it. This is a labor issue on, across everything. I mean, you know, this is like the the people who have the means to make it a little bit fair don't, and that's the way that the world is right now. Sure. Like in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, like your huge market teams could easily take this hit that they're talking about. Yeah. And it's and it's shared through revenue sharing, which is a you know, isn't that how it's supposed to work? Revenue sharing? Sharing. You share it. Listen, this is all just conjecture, but I can't imagine that the Royals owner is putting up like a huge fucking stink. Oh, yeah, you mean Patrick it's, Mahomes? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, like Right. These smaller market teams where it's like we were bitching about, you know, Castellini or whatever, and it's like, well, you still made eighty million or whatever. Sure. But it isn't the hundreds and hundreds of millions that like I even just said, like with the Dodgers, two hundred and twenty three million dollars a year just for that. Like the Reds, if you look at theirs, it's forty three million dollars a year. It's gotta be these goddamn coastal elites, man. <laughs> I know, dude. It always is. It has to be that these fucks are just like, you know what, we can let it ride. I'll, I'll be fine. You, but then you've got these guys who are dependent on these owners who are dependent upon people in the ballpark watching the games, you have to think that these smaller market teams are like, what the fuck? No, let's just go. Please. Just give them what they want. Yes. I, I need to start on time. I can't lose money again. I know. Look at the, the, the Braves lost $54 million in 2020. Lost. Yeah. Just and then, in the red. But dude, even with a, a like shortened, like a less attendance in Atlanta... Like, less attendance to start off the year than eventually, you know, it was like probably like June or July, whatever. Then it was full bore, let's go. They still made, like, even winning the World Series, it was like $380 million in profit. Just having the doors open. I know. By having the doors open and spending a little bit of money. Yeah. And betting on yourself. Yeah. Because good teams make money. Yeah. <laughs> and teams that go to the World Series. Good teams make money. You know, I would be interested to see like a flow chart of all of the owners and what their ownership of the team, mm -hmm. like what percentage of their income it is. Sure. Because there are, you got family owned teams where it's like, this is what we do. We own this team. Yeah. My grandfather owned this team. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've also just got, you know, some of the new playboy owners. I'm thinking in like other sports and shit, but like a Cuban or a Balmer. Sure. You know, who it's like, they're billionaires, and then they got a sports team to fucking have a sports team. Yeah. Just another way to make money. Like Matthew McConaughey is a part owner of Austin FC. Right, exactly. Right. It's, it's just another thing. way to make money. Right, yeah. A, a passion project. Well, passionless. <laughs> yeah, with seeing. these guys. No shit. We're seeing, but that would I would be interested to see, because it's like, yeah, I mean, if you just, you know, if you own the fucking, whatever, Yankees, Mets... Dodgers. Well, Mets is a perfect example because it's Steve Cohen, hedge fund investor, who lost a shit ton of money when AMC got shorted. Lost a shit ton, which was awesome. Yeah, let the let them burn, dude. Um, but he's still a guy that isn't as dependent upon the team starting on time. He'd rather pay him less and wait. I would assume. Yeah, 
and thank God he deleted his Twitter, or else I would wonder what he would have to say about this yeah, and what's no going shit. on. Yeah, shit. That was such a good call. <laughs> when you just fired shit out like you're Kanye. Yeah, exactly, man. You're not Kanye. No, dude. You are a fucking money nerd. God, it sucks to be a baseball fan right now. No, it's Across brutal. Because I was just about to say, man, imagine how bad it would be to suck uh, to be a Mets fan. It sucks. And then I was just like, no, it just sucks for every team. Every team, it sucks. Unless you're like a Pirates fan. Well, that still sucks. It still sucks. It blows. Because PNC is going to be empty when it shouldn't be. And that's a fucking crime. Because that, I don't know. People, I don't know. It means a lot to people, dude. Dude, it's baseball. It means it's America's pastime. And it's about to be past time. If this fucking shit keeps going on. I was just down in Lexington. Shout out Mike Kimbrell. He retired yesterday. I saw that. Huge day. Went down to Lexington to hang out with him and met at Giuseppe's, of course. The spot. The G spot. And was talking baseball with my dad and a couple of the bar regulars up there. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're aware of it, too. They're like, we're all old. (laughs) We're baseball fans. Mm Mm-hmm. They looking at me. They're like, "You're the youngest person I've talked about this shit with ever." Right? You know? I know. You know? It's like it really is. It's out. Our only hope is TikTok, bro. Yeah, TikTok, and like actually, I saw somebody tweeted this, which is fucking insane. Did you know that Mike Trout on Instagram has 2.1 million followers? The biggest player in our sport. The best player in our sport. Yeah. Do you know? You know who Tyler Hero is? Yeah. He has 2.3 million followers. He's a bench player for the Heat. I know. Ex-Cat. Well, He's got a song, uh, Jack Harlow named a song after him. No shit? It's called Tyler Hero. <laughs> well, I He's in never the music guessed. video. It's sick. All right. I'll give it a spin. Yeah, Mike Trout's got 1. what? 2.1. 2.1. And Tyler Hero has 2.3. So That's the thing about Trout, though. Is it's like he deserves a platform... Uh, but I don't know also, if he would want it. But like he doesn't want it, and I don't think he'd be good at it. He's he's just a good old boy from New Jersey. Who likes the weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's a he's autistic for baseball. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, so he just mashes balls, he runs like a deer. And then it, yeah. Yeah, like, he's he's the ultimate five tool player. Yeah, trout fucking rules. I saw something on Twitter the other day where they broke down his career in spans of 161 games yeah and it's just utterly insane yeah it's so crazy he probably has like the highest war in each one of those years and just this is just a yeah just a fun baseball stat just because everything is so sad right now but i saw (laughs) it on one of the social medias rotting my brain out yeah 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 right ichiro in his first season, mm-hmm. in his 10th at bat, he got a hit. Okay. Raising his season average to 300. Or his career average, average in Major League Baseball to 300. And it never dropped under 300. Oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah. He was unfucking real. 10 games in. Just 10 games in. Never changed. I'm going to bat 300 for the rest of my time in this league. <laughs> what a fucking G, man. Um, uh, we got to keep talking about could, it. Yeah, I know. I'm No, I'm just re- I'm just saying it to myself because it hurts so bad. Yeah. Just watching Manfred go on mm. with a fucking smile, completely unhinged. Fucking ouch. Ouch. Dude, the guy who was hired to Union Bust is doing it. He's He's doing it. He I, went up there and cackled with laughter. It was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen. Yeah. He, in a silent room. In a, Tony Clark looked like he was about to rip his iPad in half. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. He looked like he was about to just stand up and then just Steven Seagal the table right there. Like, he fucking... Manfred, what is so baffling... And Jeff Passan, Jeff Passan tweeted this. He's been killing it. And, and, it, and I'm going to quote tweet him because this is the quote. Manfred said, we have number one in our minds right now is the fans while going up and announcing that they're going to cancel the first two series. What do you, that is just a, that is don't just. Don't lie. Con- don't contradict yourself with three words in between. Don't lie. Yeah. 
It's like the government coming out and saying our first our first worry is the safety of the American public. <laughs> and then instituting the draft. Yes, yeah, suck my ass. Yeah, dude, in all the places. Make sure you get deep in the hole. I just I don't understand how you can go up and say that. How you can go up and say we're worried about the fans. But then also You can go up and say it just because he is that. He is a a liar. Cyborg, union-busting, lawyer extraordinaire. Right. As autistic as Mike Trout is for baseball, Yeah, that's Manfred. He got brought in for this spot. He gets paid big bucks. Everything, fu- you know, his least favorite part of it, that whack-ass motherfucker, is carting himself out there in front of all the cameras and the lights. Yep. Because he can just, before, he just acted like a rat behind the scenes. He was just a little rat, you know? And yep. now it's like, now they pay him because it sucks to have to go up there and be like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and because I'm being a piece of shit, baseball is being canceled. Right. And he does that and they put him in that situation and he fucking goes out there on stage and he's so nervous. He's like bombing, you know? Right. Yeah. He's got, he's, he's sweaty. He's bombing. Yeah. I've se- we've seen so, it a million times. We've all been there. He goes there. up there and he's... <laughs> <laughs> just laughing. The room is silent. Uncomfortable. He's, just laughing. he's like, I'll miss you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then my favorite is he's, no self awareness. Is that he's moving through all of this, no self awareness, cackling, grabbing onto the podium, and you're watching his hands slip down the sides because they're so fucking greased up. And then someone, I forget who was who was at the asked him at the presser, but just said. Um, so with all the entertainment options available and limited amount of resources people have, what do you think it's going to take for baseball to bounce back from this? And then he's just got his head down and he's like nodding his head like, no, no, and looks up and goes, oh, we'll be fine. We'll bounce back from this. Just laughing it off. Just lying to himself. Laughing off the, 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 the grim reality of things. Right. That is- I mean, Manfred came in and... Uh, what cut forty-one minor league baseball systems or teams? Yeah, he called the the commissioner's trophy a piece, piece of, of metal. metal. Yeah, he doesn't. I would, you know, I bet you I'm so much better at baseball than <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> fuck him. I bet you he can't even like throw. <laughs> I bet he calls baseball shorter cricket. For real, man. God damn Guy it. Sucks. What a bitch ass. He likes he likes bumper pool. He's one of those fucks. Hey, bumper pool is fun. No, it's not. Yeah, I just rediscovered it. It's at high fi I know. I went and I tried to play it and I just hated it. Dude, well, I'm the angle man because I fucking rule at bumper pool. All right, I'll have to try it again. Cow, cow. It's fun. I like it. All right. Bumper pool is cool. <laughs> it's on the angles. Because we tried to play it, and I think maybe I didn't have enough, like, we just had, like, that wall with the instructions on it. Yeah. But then none of us had played it, then we tried to figure it out, and then we ended up making up our own rules and then hating it and leaving. There you go. So I might need a just a bumper pool that aficionado. Cool. It's a very cool bar. It's a cool bar. Jack uh, Jack Snodgrass, friend of the pod, friend of the network. Yeah. He's a... Uh, Got a show there. Gambling for shoes. Good. Speaking of gambling, I got a story for you. Oh, lay it on me. Dude, it is Saturday night. Get back from my show at Winery at Versailles that had been sold out for two months, which was pretty cool. Get back, go to Milton's, and then go from Milton's to the casino with dear friend Kim Sherwood. He says, Hey, have you ever played three card poker? Have you ever played three-card poker? Never is the played question. It. All right, so here's how it works. There's a dealer, and then there's five other seats, you know, just like blackjack. You, They hand you three cards that comes out of a machine. They hand you three and whatever. Then you can only look at it with one hand. You look up. Those are your cards. And then across from you is the community card to the left, and there are two cards to complete your hand. Kind of like hold them, right? Okay. The dealer has three cards. The dealer can only play... If they get a 10 or higher, if they get a 10 or less, you automatically win. And there's three different spots for you to bet. There is your ante, or there's four technically, ante, and then to if you get a pair, you can bet on that. And then another one that has other, um, um, sorry, it has other, uh, like, like 300 to 1 if you get a flush, and right. then it pays yeah, out. yeah, yeah. 
So I'm learning, playing. It's going okay. I'm just breaking even. And then I just get a little hair at my ass and throw another on the the, the, th- the, the one like 300 to one or 50 to one or 30 to one. Yeah. Get a flush. There's like 30 to one odds. And I had like 25 bucks in the hand. Let's go. Papa walks out with 715 bucks from the casino. Let's Fucking go. cleaned up. That's a good day. Good. Well, technically, yeah, because I did leave at 5.15 in the morning. There you go. It was the start of a good day. <laughs> the end and the beginning. beginning. It was beautiful. Damn, that fucking rules. Yeah, that man. was pretty sick. And then, uh, yeah. How was the show at the winery? It was okay. It was good. It was okay. It's just the winery itself is great. The management's great. Have you the, played there? A couple times. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, it's a cool spot. Um, but... You know, sometimes they're on board, sometimes they're off board. It's just, you know, it's a a show with 30 people. Yeah. Those can be tough. Yeah. Because then if you lose them for, you know, for a joke, you have to basic for a bit. You got to get them right. You got to build it back up. Yeah. Takes two bits to get them back, you know? Jesus, I got so distracted by the length of your hair. Oh, really? It's just, maybe it's just the way that it's fallen right now, but the way I see it in the back, my goodness. Yeah. It's so lengthy. I'm getting there, dude. It's really, really long. I haven't had it cut in over a year. That's wild. Look at it go. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this, dude. Let the bodies hit the floor, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. I'm all in. Look at him go. Dude, yeah, yo, here we like go. That. Here we go. Here we go. Here. And then luscious locks for the live stream. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Looking like Travis Tritt. <laughs> the country singer? Yeah. Hell yeah. You look like Travis Tritt, man. That's a good dome piece on you, man. Thanks. You look good. So you were here this weekend. I was here this weekend, yes. Um I did Thursday was my lady's birthday. Yes. Went to Soto. That looked amazing. Fucking balled out. Branzini or the tenderloin? I got the uh Capa Capalecci or something. It's the little the pasta. Uh, no, the short rib pasta, dude. Oh, dude. The, I mean, those are the. That's the best. It's the best shit I've ever eaten in my life. It's not even fair. We got the breads up front. We got some of like the honey and goat cheese. Oh, can't and go wrong. And then the fucking uh, what the porchetta, just like the pork, mm-hmm. the roasted pork, and yeah, the sh- pickled shallots and the Dijon. Oh. Then we got the ensalada. Salad, which we've been mm. making at home. Arugula, lemon, olive oil, prosciutto, uh, shaved Parmesan. Mm. Such a good salad. As long as you have quality ingredients. Yeah, it's all right it's got, there. It can be simple. I know. It's so simple. And uh, yeah, just just pigged out. We got the free gelato because it was her birthday. Nice. And I got the olive oil cake and the oh. ricotta donut. Isn't that thing wild? That olive oil cake is something fucking else. Something fierce. It is, and then you eat it with some of the gelato. It's Every time you go to Soto, you're just like, wow, elevated <laughs> food. How? Tastes so much better than anywhere else. <laughs> I know. It's just... Food, man. Have you ever had a food, man? Food, man. You know it's good or I'm it's bad. Saying. Or it's just sustenance. It was so good. Yeah. I went to Pearl Star last weekend. Ooh. Again. Pearl Star. I'm unfamiliar. It's on Vine. Okay. Fresh as fuck seafood. Oh. Oysters. Overnighted, bro. Oh, yeah. Come on. They had they had this wood-fired Texas redfish. Okay. Okay? That sounds amazing in of itself. But then I'm, describe, I'm going to describe it to you, and you're going to say, that doesn't sound right. It is a like a lime infused thick sauce, okay, Love with some citrus. red chili peppers and some chorizo. I know with fish. Interesting. The fattiness of the chorizo, and it's the lime chili sauce. So it's lime chili sauce, and then the wood and the branzino or in the redfish. It's. Fucking the it's best dish so I've ever. Good. It's the best fish I've had in town. Ooh, I believe it. One of the best dishes I've ev- I've had in town. Pearl Star. Pearl Star. Where on Vine? It's where uh, a t- uh, a tavla used to be. Sick. You gotta go next time. You gotta go. You gotta go there. Sick. I will. It's unreal. So next okay, birthday. Duly noted. Yeah, it's 
it's so is it like soto prices yeah oh yeah for sure so you can walk out you know without getting and their cocktails are 12 bucks and they're amazing cocktails I had a, it was basically a six-part Negroni that was... A six-part Negroni. So, you know, a Negroni, it's gin, um, Campari, yep. and uh, sweet vermouth. Two different types of gin, two different types of Campari. Oh, wow. Yeah, two different types Flavored of Flavored up. It's fucking great. Flavored the fuck up. I was like, wow. this is the best, this is the best Damn, that one rules. I've ever had. Yeah, I was just drinking two ounce pours of Woodford at Soto. Oh, come on. You can't just like that. a champion. Right. It was so good. Then Friday, uh, Jeffrey Asmus was up at the club. Killer. And I was uh, up there and they were great. I got to do guest spots on both the shows. There you go. Big shows. Well, um, oh. Josh O'Neill was hosting as well. O'Neill host, yeah. Got a full straight white boy lineup. Nice. It ripped. Everyone did well. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I was just up there chilling. Uh, Sunday, went up to Columbus, did the Funny Bone. Nice. For a guy named Tim Gaither. Why is that name familiar? Gaither. Is he like an older white dude? Yeah. Goatee? Yeah. Not that much older. I mean, he's like in his forties, fifties. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm it was trying to cool. remember where I know him from. Dude, the funniest part about that show up on Sunday was there's this old bloke named Keith Collins. I don't know him. He's his first paid gig was in 1965. Whoa! He's been doing comedy for like 40 plus 50 years. Holy shit! Really crazy. 60 years. Yeah. And. uh yeah, almost 60 years. He's British. He's from Oxford. And he was over here, and he, like, headlined Funny Bones and clubs, you know, once upon a time, like, back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And he's still, and he's, like, a professor at Otterbein University. And just this eccentric, dirty, foul-mouthed dude <laughs> who hit up Dave Stroop and was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to get back into it, mate. And, uh, back in. Yeah, he's 74. So I did 25 up top, brought him up, he did 10, then the headliner came up. And he was funny. I mean, it was some of it was a little dated, obviously, but like up there, 74, just saying wild shit. <laughs> like this, what? In this crazy British accent. Oh, just talking about, talking about Epstein and uh, just going in on Epstein and like Hell pedophilia yeah. and like... He had a bu- he had a couple he just had a couple really funny lines. Hell yeah! But he he did a bit about like Steve Irwin. Sure. I was like, oh yeah, you've been rewatching Steve Irwin, or is that a twenty <laughs> year old joke? Oh well, maybe twenty years ago to him feels like he like fucking last week. Yeah, twenty years ago he was fifty four. <laughs> Jeez, my parents' age. Yeah, that's wild. In fucking same. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good little run, man. That's awesome, man. The Monday. Of that week, I was down in Nashville. Yeah, how was the how the recording go? It was sick, dude. They it was uh, it was like taped to mimic live television, right? So it was like a weird show. It was unlike any other show I'd ever done. It was like how so? The, the I mean, it was the room was pretty much all lit up. Okay, you know there was like even the the audience was lit because it was like it's like. Live for TVs, 80s Nashville or whatever. So it's like, there's this guy, Killer Bees. You know who Killer Bees is? No. Southern legend. Just like the biggest comedian in the South Mm -hmm. forever. Like Larry the Cable Guy before him. And he's not really a character. But Killer Bees, yeah. He hosted it, which was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. um, So there would be a lady out there and she'd be like, all right. And everyone would lose their mind. And she'd be like, five, four, three. Too, while everyone's going crazy and then and we're live and Beavis would be like welcome back to Zany and do like 30 seconds of riffing your next comedian blah 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 welcome blah and then I'd come you know I'd go up there I'd have to do I'd have to do like 7 to 8 TV clean right and I did and <laughs> good yeah I did and the, and the set went the it? set went well you just went up there and just went fuck and they're like, Cut, get my him off. ass. <laughs> no, but it was fun. And yeah, at the end, it's like I had to be like, all right, thank you. That's been my time. And then I did do well, but then the audience was trained to like 
lose their shit at the end of my set. Did it feel good still? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. It felt amazing. It was yeah. awesome, dude. That's so... Yeah, I got called back up at the end of the set, or at the end of the show, and they gave us a standing ovation. It was sick. Dude. That's cool. It was really cool, man. It fucking rules. So then, where were you? Were you, any, you were back here Tuesday, then. Back here Tuesday... Just hanging, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just hang, just hung out. And then Wednesday, Lexington Comedy Out Broadway with Thea. That, how was that? That looked like it was that packed. Was the, that was the sickest one. That was cool. That was cool as fuck. It was a very packed house, home crowd, a lot of people I hadn't seen in a very long time. Yeah. I did, yeah, got to, you know, got to host it, got to bring up Theo. It was all very cool. There you go, man. Mike with Mike and Molly were there. Steven came down. Steven's up in Michigan right now. Oh, is he on a gig? Weed farmer, baby. Whoa! Yeah. Interesting transition. Weed farmer. That makes sense. I mean, I wasn't gonna say it. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you did. Oh yeah, it fucking makes. It sense. checks out. Yeah, for sure. And he, uh, actually, when he just drove back up to Michigan yesterday, he was down in Lexington as well. Right. And he brought his whole welding gig, his whole like welding rig up there. Oh, so I mean, he's got it, and he can always he can hop on whenever hop he wants. on do a gig. But I mean, yeah, the weed game is sick. Oh, dude, up there I mean, they got to figure it out. He has to work really hard, but he knows how to work really hard, and you know, right? He's and there's good at it, and there's perks to that because then you can like he smokes weed the entire day. Exactly. That's yeah. the best perk the, of all the time. The whole day he smokes weed like a fucking monk. Dude, that's like, dude, you know, like in the <laughs> 1910s when they were producing Hootapol down, down, you know, at the brewery district, they, uh, the guys on the line were allotted 34 beers a day. Yes. So they would just pick them Ooh. off. Chug, and that was like 34, the best four. You were allowed, uh, just allowed to have thirty-four hootapoles, <laughs> just cash. You know, I mean, even if you take into the account, it was probably like, would you guess less ABV back then? I would say around like five, probably. You think it was about five? Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if it would like depreciate or anything, but as long as the rest of the recipes haven't changed themselves, yeah. But thirty-four, uh-huh. a case. And then uh, almost a four pack. Yeah, almost a A six. Yeah, just, you know, very cash. But also think about this. In 1910, what else do they have to do? So these people are designed to drink. It's not like they're going to go home and turn on Netflix. They they drank when they were 10. Right. They started drinking beer when they were babies. Exactly. They're just going to keep drinking. I wouldn't be shocked if they had 45, 50 beers a day. And then isn't it interesting that it's like... Yeah, the the people that we know that are like good drunks right now that can put them down, those are probably our ancestors. Oh yeah, dude, that's where we get it from. Yeah, dude, my great like my great great grandfather was probably an absolute monster. Yeah, I would imagine a Frenchman that got, came here. I've got someone down the road who was a drinker. Oh yeah, yeah, someone down the road. And we, and if they were to come up now and see what we were doing, they'd be like. You fucking softies. Like black cherry water gets you drunk? Yeah, yeah. What is a black cherry? Yeah, and the first off, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they'd have a drink of a White Claw and just explode well, yeah. from the effervescence. <laughs> I heard, uh, speaking of shit like that, I heard a cool thing where there's this theory. Like, do you know what epigenetics are? No. Epigenetics are like traits and like personality traits and fears and just different inclinations that are passed on genetically okay it's not like a hundred percent confirmed but it's not like pseudoscience right it's study it they are studying it it's worth studying i think it holds merit that makes sense that it's like you know you're not only are you the genetic makeup i guess it questions how how much of your genetic makeup determines like what kind of person you actually are Okay. You know? Yeah. So there's this theory that says, like, people who are in, insomniacs and, like, can't sleep, people who can't sleep at all, they have, like, mm-hmm. sleep at me or whatever it is, um, their ancestors were, like, watchmen, like, town watchmen. Interesting. Because for years and years and years and years and years, there were cities with an encampment and people had a job. 
to sit there up at night yeah. and, and be nocturnal and watch guard. Right. And that job stayed in families. That also checks out. You and, know? And so eventually just gets passed My dad was a watchman. Down. His father was a watchman. His, so it's like now you're in the year 2022. If yeah. you do your, you know, you, you probably couldn't even. But if you went <laughs> far enough back on your family tree, yeah. you'd just see like six generations of people who were trained nocturnal humans. Interesting. And now you're just like up at night like, fuck. <laughs> God, why can't I go to yeah. sleep? Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Do you think that somewhere along the line, like with Stephen, like there was a, there's a blacksmith in there? Oh, yeah, certainly. And then so like... Stephen I, was a Viking or some shit. <laughs> yeah. My great... I was a clown. My great grandfather was an artist. Mm-hmm. My dad was a photographer. Like it, that kind of passes through the William John Navore line. Yeah, for sure. My dad's a drummer... My grandfather's, my pop was, you know, he was a, he was an artist of, of certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool thing. So that passes through. That checks through. out. Yeah. You know, my dad and I have the same type of. Right. My Story dad's the tellers. same way. Um, a lot like taking on a lot of projects and doing a bunch of different things. Like that runs in my family. Like, yeah, for sure. Your dad is always having Three or four little things cooking. Doing something. Yeah. He's got he's got a wrench and something in the garage. Yeah. Be it a wall or a bike or a car or whatever. Yeah, dude. That totally that absolutely checks out. Yeah. I don't I mean that seems like it's common sense. Like, you know, so like people are like, Oh, you look like your dad or you have the same mannerisms as your mom. Like, why wouldn't their fears get passed along? Do you know any really, really chill people whose entire family was like in the military? No. Not one. Never ever met somebody who's like, dude, we just want to sit, chill, and like six generations of insane discipline, you know, and discomfort. It's meritable. Like there's merit in that. I'm not shitting on that, but No. Man, I'm glad I came from the stock of people I did. Same. Dude, get this shout out to Mike again, man. He got a fucking job. He graduated, moved from Ashland, Kentucky to Danville, Kentucky. I have family in Danville. Danville, home of Center College. He graduated yep. Center College in June of 1978. Two months later, he got a job in Lexington. And that's been the story since then. It just stayed. Fucking rules. So proud of him. It's awesome. He's got, you know, he's healthy. He's got the rest of his shit in front of him. And I, we're all just so thrilled. So what's the plan? What's what's he gonna do? Is He's he, gonna get gonna pick up hobby, shoulder replacement surgery. That's a good hobby. Yeah, shoulder <laughs> replacement surgery. I mean, he's already, already reads, already goes to the gym every day. He's got shit going on, but uh, no, he's thrilled. I mean, he's he's gonna you know paint the basement. Once school ki- after the summer, he's gonna start. Uh, couple times a week substitute teaching okay yeah that's uh, awesome with with webby hopefully that would be cool he's gonna make it very small and be like i want to be at tate's greek middle school yeah and it, you know i think i think old webster could pull some strings i've heard you know it's according to schubert it seems like it's just a, the show up and go up situation oh, the best man mr k lives on in classrooms across the across the world yeah yeah no i'm thrilled for him i can't wait he's gonna yeah, come to a lot more shows. He's he, There's no fucking telling what he's going to do, man. He might just have to show up here for a day game sometime. I'm oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's that well, was the, that's what the biggest thing is. It's like sitting there this morning talking about it with my dad. And he, you know, he goes, you know, he had just kind of said, fuck it, you know? Yeah. He, he goes, you know, fuck it. Life is short. I'm going to retire. We're going to spring training. Yeah. I'm going to finally do it. And then we'll go next year. But, yeah. But fuck, man. You know what? With your uh, you know, father's retired now, you got to get older. You got to start taking care he of yourself. He needs to be healthy. He's got to start getting on these athletic greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality, one with delicious scoop of athletic 
With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It yes. contains less than one gram of sugar. No, G, M, O. Get them out. No chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. Whoa. That's 12 quarters. Um, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply for free of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. That is athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance do it man healthy ass people do that and you want to be a healthy person which is why you want to listen to live audio only sports talk right everyone <laughs> wants to do it Sorry. i know everyone wants to do it that's why um we you know that's why we read so many ads for these kind of things exactly because they fucking work every time and they're fun and good color cast is no different none it's a live audio only sports talk platform it's free to download and use you can talk to guys like me and bill you can talk to other sports insiders who aren't even on the inside as much as we are no nope. uh, you can get on there with your buddies for watch parties you can talk shit you can have post game breakdowns mental breakdowns uh, all the good stuff <laughs> yeah uh you know you can go on there and then Talk about uh, how how many games are being lost right now. Fun stuff, man. Really fun. All you got to do is download the Color Cost Color Cast application. It's free in the iOS application store. Create a profile, link your sweet little Twitter to it, and join the New Nasty Boys group. Follow us on the New Nast at the New Nasty Boys to be notified when our our, our room goes live, and uh, we're gonna be going live on ColorCast someday. At some time. You better come armed with them spiciest takes, bitch. Get spiced, bro. Hell yeah. Color cast. Um, Sounds I, like a an old gaming console. Color cast? Yeah, like a ColecoVision. Yeah, there you go. Color cast, ColecoVision. Shwing. Shwing. I had a busy, I had a busy week, too. Nice. Uh, Tuesday, I did the Bastard Sermon. Oh, the boys. The boys. The Patreon one is very spicy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, don't you like? L you can listen to it, but just don't like quote me on anything. What were like? What was some of the? We talked a lot about little people. Oh, there you go. So yeah. Um, Bet you weren't calling them little people on the Patreon. I called them everything under the sun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then uh, Wednesday, I was in Bloomington, Indiana. Nice. The Orbit Room. Ooh, I heard that's a fun little spot. It's great, dude. It's like the motor basement. Yeah. Ripped a ripped a horny thirty. Horny thirty. Very horny. Nice. And then uh, went and did the station in Hilliard, Col uh, Ohio, which is right outside of Columbus. Okay. Featured for Seamer there. Beautiful. Wonderful time. Oh yeah, that's a uh, Plute and Lisa Lisa Berry. Berry. Yeah, there's I love I love both of them very much. Sea bus. The bus boys, uh, and girls. I riffed at one point. And uh, said that I was going to drive home drunk. I don't give a fuck. I'll drive right through your first responders park you have set up over here. <laughs> which looked like the Vietnam Wall, but with just people, all the people's names that died during 9-11. Oh, nice. And In I Columbus. Said, yeah. and Well, Hilliard. Hilliard. Like 20 minutes outside of downtown. Okay. And I was like, oh, why do they build this park? It's like, look, honey, look at all the names of the people the government killed. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they went, oh, and then laughed. So that was super fun. Uh, Friday did Birkus. How is that? I'm doing that in March. Birkus is great. Yeah. Just make sure when you go up. You can shit on the on the circus people, like joke about with them yeah. or whatever. But if they don't have them planned, you know, like the circus folk planned, I went up and said like like they didn't have them planned to come in between. And I went up and I was like, I'm so bummed they aren't here. Like I was really looking forward to it because I had a joke locked and loaded 
for it, which is just like, you can have comedy with circus acts, but you can't have circus acts with comedy. Uh-huh. You can't just see like, oh, honey, look, look at the person on the trapeze. Oh, isn't that amazing? And then the circus announcer is like, up next, a 33-year-old pudgy dude talking about how his dick doesn't work. Right. It's like, yeah. all right, dear, cover cover your ears. Cover your ears. The juxtaposition is not, it does not work. I'm getting to the trapeze line of that joke. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a melodica busts out. And I'm like, the fuck? The owner of the brewery wanders out, playing a melodica, going through the crowd. And he's like, well, if you're going to call us out, we got to perform. And I'm like... You were supposed to. Oh, Goes man. behind me, grabs swords, and starts juggling them. And walking through the crowd, like, fake shaving people's heads and stuff. You're kidding. Dead fucking serious. During, During my set. And I'm like, and I'm just standing there, like, going, like, just, just so sarcastic. Wow. Neat. <laughs> How cool. And then he leaves, and I roasted the absolute shit out of him. Yeah. I'm like, really? Do you really need this much fucking attention? How'd it go? Great. Yeah. They were like, it went awesome. How many people were there? About 50. It's not bad. That was great. Yeah. And just, I got the whole thing on camera, so I'm going to post that. Yeah. Because I I just just roasted him good. Clip that shit out to where it's Cl- just clip. like him just juggling sword. That's funny, man. It's so funny. That's a good tale. Just fucking what a buffoon. Yes, that is a good tale. And then Saturday. Saturday? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then Sunday, well, hung out, had some Chinese food, went for a walk. Ooh. Saw one of my neighbors has a sign in their window. I saw that. Just says, I want ass. Hell yeah. Couldn't Th- agree throw with Throw it more. out there. Yeah, dude. Throw it out there. If it works one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the secret. You have to tell yourself that's what you want. You put it out there. And put it on the universe, and the universe will give it back to you. That person wants ass. I want ass. It's a beautiful thing. Can't can't blame him. No, they now you can't, man. I want a baseball season. I'm sure he doesn't get much ass. Oh, of course not. No. Probably. Yeah, you probably only put that sign up if you have only failed pretty much your entire <laughs> life. And you're just like, this is all you I have what? left. This is what wow. I want. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. Damn. If someone drives by, and they're like, you know what? This guy really needs some ass. Yeah, exactly. I'll go up there. I'll get him. Yeah, I'll get. I'll give him some of that ass. I'll let him. I'll let him have sex with me because of that sign. <laughs> <laughs> because of it. Uh, Who is the? Yeah, yeah. People who get a lot of ass generally don't promote that they need it or yeah, whatever, or yeah. just go around like, like, hey, look at all, look at all this ass I'm getting. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's his name? Tom Bazillion or whatever. Dan Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. He's like hanging out with all these models and stuff on a yacht. I'm like. I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, he probably doesn't really fuck. Yeah. Oh, I think he fucks. He's like, I'm too good for you. Or whatever. He's oh, like yeah. the opposite. Who knows? Dan Bilzerian, dude. Top shelf pussy, dude. Top shelf. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Dots who protest the loudest. Yeah. There's only so many bottles of Louis Fourteenth in the world. I know. So there's only so much top and shelf booze. I bet booze. you a bunch of Major League Baseball owners have <laughs> oh, Get the fuck out of here. There's one thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, before, like to to cap everything off. Is I I am just loving ever all the coverage that's coming out and everything. But the biggest thing for me is what Jeff Passan said. The biggest thing that Jeff that I, I love that he said is if you were to take the 1,200 players that are playing baseball now and replace them with 1,200 other of the next best baseball players in the world. Yeah. The sport would dramatically be impacted. Oh, it would be! It would look so different. Extremely different. Even with the best of the best in the AAA, yeah, you know, and around the world, it's like it's the best. It's the best yeah. league. Period. Hands down, that's it. Those are the twelve hundred. Get up there unless you can play at that insane of a level, which is just which the- is truly a a wild level of like play. Yeah, just the simple fact that it takes, you know, like five years to develop uh, your av- five or six years to develop your average baseball player. Yeah. Then he, Jeff Passan follows it up by saying, if you were to replace all 30 owners with the next 30 best businessmen, the sport would actually succeed. Yeah. And probably be better. Yeah. Couldn't agree with that more. That's a great take. It's the best that take the I've heard. That's the only take to, yeah, that's, that's, the only thing to take away from it 
dude i love That's so true i love that he is unleashed to be able to rip and say this stuff yeah passing rules and i'm glad he's allowed to just be a be the voice for us right you know he doesn't have to coat kowtow or do any of the bullshit right because ken rosenthal had to be a little bit neutered yeah full-on neutered full-on neutered then lost his job for being a little bit critical maverick's like nah we're not gonna up his contract but yet he's still on with Fox and whatever, and he's on the with the athletic. But you know he is what he is, and he he is doesn't need to be as aggressive or or upright uh, like forthcoming like Passon is. Just you're free. He's free of shackles. Free of shackles. ESPN's like do what you do, dog, and he is destroying. Yeah, I, that that's the thing that's so worrisome about it. Is just I don't know how much of the destruction. I just don't think these men give a fuck. I genuinely don't either. I know that that is a pretty dud take on a podcast because it's there's not. not much to extrapolate from that. But it's like that's the that's the most damning thing about this situation is that the 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 owners who I mean let's be honest it's a players' strike yeah but it's so justified that I mean this is an owners' strike one hundred percent you know a lockout instituted by the owners to keep the players out of the game so that they could have leverage negotiating. When when Tony Clark said today that they weapon that is that they weaponized a, it. They weaponized it. Though a lockout is the ultimate weapon. Yeah. And they used it early and said, "Nope, fuck you." The only bargaining chip that they had was, "Hey, well we can't play." And then they just said, "Well, you can't play." You can't play. Sorry. Just kind That's of it. perfectly illustrating the the weird power dynamic here at play. Yep. Because it's like, yeah, the owner facilitates the team happening, right? Yeah. It, a good owner, we talked about this last episode, nothing right. better. But, I mean, it's it's that passing thing, man. Yeah. It's the players. Yeah, well, this is... comes down to the players. The players, it's their... This is their only job. They spent their entire lives doing this. A very specialized skill. And then the owners, most of it's just their fucking fun-ass hobby. Yeah. It's like... That makes them a shit ton of money. I know. It really, really bums me out. It bums me out, too. Um, so, um, a lot of people are being optimistic and saying May 1st now. Maybe. So, then you lose the a month. The earliest they can meet up again is Thursday of this week. And they are. They already can, they can, It's already been confirmed. They are going to meet Thursday in New York. So I can live with May 1st. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's best case scenario. Best right case now. scenario. Say they go out Thursday and they meet again, and it happens. Okay, does that put us three, four series behind? How far behind does that put us? I, I've said from the beginning it's going to be a month that we're going to lose amount of games, and uh, optimistically, I sure hope. I just hope we don't go into June. If we go into June, we're fucked. Yeah. Just fucked. Um, one, uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I am okay with 14 teams in the playoffs. Yeah. A lot of, the, a lot of people are saying, well, then it would just get, you know, uh, I was talking to Matt and Jake and it Lucas about it. just simulates drama. Correct. I mean, the I'm into it. I'm, I'm all for it. The, I mean, sure, you're going to have 82, 83, 84 team Win, 84 win teams get in sure but you already have that that's already happening that one just won the world series yeah exactly it, i'm all for it i mean it, especially if it just means that we can fucking play sure but i think a 14 team playoff it's fun I, you know it might be a little hokey with the one seed choosing their opponent or whatever but hey listen man we're in the death ga gra uh, gasps of the game. Oh, one hundred percent. At least at the major league level, you know the sport yeah. will always be the sport, and people, will, kids will play it, and yeah, it's a great game. Mm -hmm. But if the major league baseball flops, then I mean, who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah, have them out there. It's like you get to pick who pitches. You know, just what do. Just fucking figure it out. So here's my why Make I'm it weird enough that people give a fuck again. <laughs> well, I'm I still am, am one to believe that the MLB All Star Game is still the best All Star Game. It is, except for the last two minutes of the uh, of the NBA All Star Game where they have that set cap. Yeah, That's I can't remember cool. who tweeted it, but it's like the NBA All Star or the Major League Baseball All Star, All -Star Game. It's like you can't 
fake throwing 99 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, it's like you can you can't play baseball easy. You can't swing easy. You can't you might not slide and go in hard to break up a double play. Right. You know, but it's like the game is played the way it's played. 100%. That's the only way you can play. So my view with the 14 team thing is like someone who's close, i.e. the Reds last year. It's like, well, if we get into the playoffs, you know, that's a ton of revenue. Yes. That comes in your way. So you'll go out and you'll trade for that reliever. To get in the playoffs to Correct. keep making money. Right. So it that, incentivizes teams to not tank. Correct. Which is this whole thing that we're trying to avoid. Yeah. That combined with a five-team lottery for the draft, I think that's enough to fix. That's not enough to 100% fix it. That's a big enough fix in my book. Like to fix the bomb problem? Yeah. Yeah, because, or the tank problem, rather, you know, yeah, bomb tank, I get whatever, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it that shit is a soil stain on the game. Correct. Yeah, that sucks ass. I mean, think about it. The past four years, the Orioles have lost a hundred plus games. No. And then you four read four years in a row. And you read an article that says how do how do the Orioles avoid losing a hundred games? I'm like, I don't know. Fucking try. That could try. Try. One iota of try. Get one. Bring in one player. Yeah. Just try something. That would be ideal. But um. That's how. And, and you you fix that by saying, well, we're not guaranteed to be the number one overall pick or number two or three or four or five. Do we want to risk it going into there? Or do we look at what we already have and go, we can build around this and try? <laughs> I just I, That's just insanity that we have to say for a professional sport that someone has to put forth effort. I know. So um, that's my take on that. And I think that it's going to be a good thing. I mean, if you do want to try to be optimistic, if and when, we'll say when, mm -hmm. it does get settled, then it's absolutely off to the races. Free agency will be sick. Dude, let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. Worst case, worst case scenario, we miss. All right, no. That May 1st date. You lose how many games? 30? I would say, yeah, like 28, 27, yeah. 28. Yeah, close to that. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we can if we can start May 1st and have a 135-game season or some shit. Great. With the free agency and all that comes along with that. And it's like, you know, it, we don't want to... 60 game season, right? No, that we was don't dog want to shit. do that again. But for years and years and years, every every baseball fan has kind of been discussing the idea of a shortened season. Yeah, and I'm or not fine. 162. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Give us like 144. Yeah, yeah. Cut it down a couple weeks. And then if you're gonna expand the playoffs, whatever. And dude, baseball in April in Cincinnati mostly fucking sucks. Yeah, I went to yeah, we went to opening day last year and it was like pretty much snowing. Brutal. It so was so cold. It was snowing yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. Well, I I mean it was I think it was 2019. I went to the coldest game ever recorded at Great American Ballpark and it was 22 degrees. Fuck that. Never again. Yeah. So like when they're saying keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, it's like no it's so cold. Yeah. It's like why why would I go if I'm if I'm in Minnesota, why would I go to Target Field and be like, It's six yeah. degrees. It's six degrees. How in the fuck is that not an indoor field? That that is idiotic that that is not a dome. Minnesota. The in their fuck the Viking Stadium's a dome. It has to be. It what? gets to it's zero degrees up there all the time. <laughs> At least put a put a fucking toupee on yeah, on Target Field. Give her a little bit something. of a roof. You got to do something. Right. I just ugh. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I um, hear the rumblings of the first lady. She is cracking on Lacroix. I heard it. Correct. Correct. Today's episode of the Nasty Boys is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. Literally this show. Uh, they're here to help us grow uh, and to uh, hate your favorite team. That's what we, we do here. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open up Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. No I, no O. Oh. No, like churches. 
the banned churches. Okay. Uh, all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're not trying to let the funk out. Don't let that funk out. Um, sports drink. Sports drink. Um, we'll you know we'll be back as as soon as you know. Like today, I was like today would News be a good day. Come. News will come. I felt like today would have been a good day just for the overall fact that like maybe maybe we'll have a de- no we're not but it was like this is deadline. We needed to do a pod today. We had to do one. Yeah, with the deadline at five, and we needed to talk about the state of the game. Yeah. Um, let's round third and head for home. What do you got? Shall we? Um, let's see. Thursday this week, I'm up in Indianapolis. You're Saturday, t- I'm at Middleport, Ohio. I saw that with Jeff Oske. Jeff Oske, Guy's baby. a legend. Yeah, I know, man. He hooked me up, dude. I, I'm excited for that gig. Um, hub every Monday. Yep. Let's see. I'll be at Go Bananas 3-9. Be in Fort Wayne 310 through 312. What are you doing in Fort Wayne? Summit City. The Club the new was, one. That's the club I was supposed to be at Norman with this weekend. Oh, right on. Yeah, the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne. And it worked out fine. Obviously, I, I would have liked to have hosted for Norman, but I got a middle week out of it. That's great. So fine by me, dude. Promoted. We're working, baby. We're that's working. right. Uh, this week coming up, I will be 3-3. I'm at... The Village Tavern. Nice. Yeah. VA returns. He does for the 18th million time. Beautiful. He's back. Is he back permanently? No, nah, I think he's just visiting. No, I think it's just a visit. It's just a pop in. He's pop doing out. well up there. He's man. doing great. So it's good to see him. Um, and then tomorrow night, you can see me at Ovation. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm seeing Beach House. That'll be fun. That's a good show. That'll be fun. Um, Where is Ovation? It's the music venue in Newport. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I didn't know that was open yet. And then I got a little bit of a break. Yeah, I got a little bit of a break. Going into match. Going in to match. I'll also... Uh, I will also be... Uh, come, I'll be at Buckfest this weekend. So, And then might be going to the UC baseball game on Sunday. See, baseball, you can go watch baseball. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a UC be baseball sick. guy. I wonder what kind of team they have this year. We can go find out. We should go to a it's game. A good idea. Yeah, we we need to hit up a UC game, Florence Freedom, Florence Y'all. Florence Y'all's for sure. Yeah, yeah that would be sick. So, cool. Dope, man. Love you, Bill. Love you. Uh, thank you. Sports drink. For listening and watching and all that good stuff. Colorcast. Colorcast. Athletic Greens. Yes. We love those three entities. Love them all. So, um... <clears throat> Baseball, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. We're just say we're we'll be fine. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.